What's up, guys? Welcome back. Episode 21 of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. With me, as always, uh, a hopeful future Jets GM, Boyce Bernardi, Champaign, Illinois. How are we feeling? Good. You obviously need no qualifications to be a Jets GM, which I'll get into later, but um, I'm good. I got my chicken Kievs in the freezer still, so um, I haven't even put the oven yet to 350 degrees, so I'm ready to do a great episode here no matter how long it takes. Well, hey, Davey Dryheat uh, also with us. I think he's got something to say about that tree fitty. I think it's close to about 400 degrees uh, over there. But, uh, yeah, boys, as you mentioned, we'll get into the draft here, uh, NFL draft here in a minute. But you mentioned him. Name goes without saying. But Davey Dryheat, Dave McVoy, Chicago, Illinois, how we doing? Excellent. We'll be in the dry heat all weekend. Me and you will be together. So hopefully we can pick some winners heading into the weekend. Uh, stay tuned to the Twitter account, too, because that's where the real winners are posted. Absolute winners. Nothing but winners last week for, for you and I. I won 3-0, parways hit. Uh, not to mention, if you if, if you did what I said and actually individually bet those, bet those NHL games, too, we cleaned house. Dave, you had a couple good picks coming out with the Brewers and then what was the, the other one you had on Friday? Garrett Cole over on the strikeouts against the Indians. The Indians lineup is actually low-key trash. That When did that catch, like the fourth inning? No, he actually wasn't that great early on, and then he really kicked it into gear later on. He ended up with 11. Mercy. 11? Come on now. I think the only one who didn't come out on top, boys. Yeah, Tough back-to-back goal. weeks, I got donated. I got donated again. Uh, 1-0 loss. Got middled. Can't take it anymore. All your good picks, you do have good picks off the air, though, right? Yeah, his go- his golf picks, and 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 if you guys are following us on Twitter, I'll, uh, I'll yeah, I'll put a yeah, I'll put you a. You were you were getting into it with the one guy on Twitter too, with the account I saw. Yeah, no. So when I picked Catlin a couple of weeks ago, sixty to one, I saw that he was on there too, and then he actually picked Leishman and Smith uh, this week, last weekend for the PGA, and they won. And then he was talking something about how much Ricky Fowler sucks. Like Ricky Fowler is so bad. He obviously didn't qualify for the masters and the PGA championships coming up. And I'm going to have a big, big boy bet for that one. So stay tuned, but uh, literally change wow. for Ricky Fowler so he can get into the playing field. That's how bad he's been playing. Well, you're like the king of, you just hit a couple of really good golf bets and you're so fucking mentally diminished that you'll just be like, Oh guys, I just won like 3,500 bucks. It's gone before Memorial Day. So anyways, I'm betting 3,500 bucks on Rom to win again next week. No, I'm actually going to cash out. I'm actually going to cash out 3,500. You slap it on the Derby. I'll probably, I'll probably tweet that one out from the Twitter too, just so people know I'm real future, future jets GM though. Let's, let's go right into it here. I want to just like start off first and foremost. You're a Jets fan. We're Bears fans. How in the fuck is it possible that like we root for combined like the worst two franchises ever with the worst luck at quarterback? And how do you feel? How do you feel with that second pick? Okay, so this is this is my thing too. Like, I don't really take stock in mock drafts and like care how people do because like I would want to have my mock draft be completely wrong compared to being completely right because. NFL GMs are just absolutely atrocious and horrible at their job. And it's basically just a fact. And like the thing is the jets and the bears, they both have two GMs who are more worried about their job security next year than actually like picking the best player for your team. So like the jets have the number two pick. 
if you take a quarterback, you still have a lot more major issues with that. Why not take a good receiver or an offensive lineman, solidify it, and wait another year? But no, the Jets are going to take a quarterback from BYU who played one good year, a la Mitch Trubisky. They're going the Bears route of 2017 with the second overall pick and taking a quarterback who had one above average year. And the only reason they're taking him is because he's a freaking white guy. I stand by this. If this guy was not white, he wouldn't even be looked at. It's a fact. It's a fact. In the NFL, it is 100% fact. The front offices, the coaching staff are primarily white guys. They feel comfortable with somebody that looks like them. Look at Ryan Pace and Mitch Trubisky. It's just a fact. And I'm sick of it, and the Jets are breaking my football fandom. And I'm done. And we'll get in some fun NFL draft prop bets after this. But, like, what do you guys think if Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy trade up and draft a quarterback again? You're happy, but at the same time, they're going to justify themselves getting extended for two to three years to say, hey, this is our guy again. You have to trust us. Trust the process. Yeah. Give yeah us the Jets are doing. That's what the Jets GM's doing, and that's what the Bears are going to do, I think. Lazy woke takes over there. That was a take quite kind of. It's because they only want white guys to be drafted. It's a fact. Look at them. I, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not. Wrong. Isn't this the team that had Geno Smith? Yeah, Gino. but they barely played him. And Geno Smith actually was kind of an asshole, and he wouldn't pay this guy for a fundraiser he went to. So a linebacker punched him in the face and broke his jaw. So I just I just remember point point that NCAA football uh video game with Geno Smith on West Virginia running the option at was Steve Slayton. Or was that with oh. who's the other Eric, that was Pat White. Pat White. No, that yeah. Was Pat White. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Wrong nod there. Wrong nod there, boys. But uh boys, let's talk about the draft. Do you guys have any takes about what Pace is going to do or Nagy? What do you guys think about that before we get in the prop bets? Everybody has a, the Bears taking either an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. I'm just rolling okay. with and just rolling with uh with Andy Dalton at least. And then in the second round, I've seen a couple of mock drafts having him taking the guy from, from Stanford. Yeah. I, I got a couple um, plays here that I like, and we're going to use the points bet app just because it's such a clean looking app and we have it shared on our screen right now. Um, unfortunately, we're not sponsored by them yet. One bet I really like is Penny Sewell under six and a half. So what under means is that he's going to go spot one, two, three, four, five, or six. And I think, there's a huge quarterback fetish at the top right now because these teams are desperate just to have a face of the franchise. But I literally think Sewell is the best player in this draft. And I think the Bengals should draft him. Whoever gets a number six pick is going to take him. So that would be my big lock for this week. I wouldn't tweet it out because I'm not going to tweet out a prop play. But um, another one I also really like too is Kyle Pitts under five and a half. And I saw this theory on Twitter and I thought, and I actually liked it a lot. But I don't think San Francisco would trade up that much to do it. The San Francisco 49ers have the number three overall pick right now. I know Jimmy G, Eastern Illinois alone, about 50 miles south of here. Um, shout out to Eastern Chucktown, Matt Shanahan, too. But um, I, I, I think Kyle Pitts is like a generational talent. He was a stud at Florida. The SEC is good football no matter what. And, like, why not run it back with Jimmy G and go George Kittle and Kyle Pitts, two tight ends? with a good running game. I think that's almost borderline unstoppable with uh, Shanahan's offense. I don't think they're going to do it. Unfortunately, I think they traded up for a quarterback, but that's what I would do. But I think Kyle Pitts is going to be taken within the first five picks too. He's minus two seventy five. Honestly, I think he's going to go to the Atlanta Falcons at number four. So if you see somewhere where it's under four and a half and you can get a little better bang for your buck, those are the two that I would do as well. Hey, um, boys. 
Are there any props you want me to look up on this really quick? Or you have any questions or something else that you uh, take um, a pick that you guys like? I yeah, got a quick, a- I got a quick take on that Kyle Pitts piece because uh, one, I'm hearing some rumblings here in Dallas that, and you know Jerry Jones came out was talking about how, just like you said, he's he's more of a generational talent. I could maybe see the Cowboys trading up to possibly get him. I do like the, I I do like that play and. The guy's an absolute stud. He had a heck of a career at Florida. Um, that two tight end set, as you were talking about with him and Kittle, shout out Iowa Hawkeyes there. There hasn't been a tight end duo like that since what? Hernandez and Gronk, right? And look, look how good those two are in that system. So No, I think you're 100% right. I don't think you trade up that much to draft a court, to draft no. a court fortunately, but I think – I think it'd be cool on hell. That might be my two fantasy. Uh, that might be my fantasy football team right there. Kittle. Well, and, Gronk, and they with, lost Gronk with Aaron Hernandez. Two. Aaron Hernandez really killed it with that system, huh? Oh, yeah. Pun intended right there. Davey bad jokes. They did lose San Francisco. What? They lost Marquise Goodwin. I mean, they had, they had health issues with Debo Samuel. They just had health issues in general at the, like, the talented offensive positions. Uh, on the outside, so I, I I don't I don't hate that. From they were in from the Super Bowl two years ago, like they I could easily see them doing that. Yeah. But you can so like a couple of the other like funner like uh, top of the uh, top of the draft props that you can pick. You can pick if uh, Fields or Trey Lance are going to go in the top five. You can also bet a couple. One of the websites I think it was DraftKings has a updated prop where you can bet exactly the order, and it's it's odds boosted one through two, three, four, five to go exactly a certain way that blaze had mentioned. So those are a couple fun ones. Another one that that's on there is like, you can basically bet certain guys to go in certain rounds. So like Kyle Trask is you could bet him over or under 72 and a half. So you're basically betting if he's going to go in the second round or later. Yeah. What do you think of that guy? Honestly, I think Trask is better than Wilson and the jets are taking their second pick with him. It's driving me insane. Yeah. I mean, it it could it could end up being that he's really good, but it also could end up being that the SEC wasn't that wasn't as formidable as it usually is. And but who the hell did BYU play? But so so Wilson Wilson's only I think uh, nobody you know, kind of better trade I guess to to say uh, than Trask is that he's actually mobile. Trask is slow as shit in the pocket. He's a look at Tom Brady. The- I, I I was just gonna say that yes, he's a Tom Brady like pocket passer, but like the league's starting to get away from that a little bit. And you know, again, I, I have my doubts about him long term. I think he's he's a great game manager, and I think he's got a great arm, but he doesn't have the mobility that Wilson does. Not I'm not saying Wilson's good for any any for the record. So I I, I would agree. I, I think Trask probably should go a little bit higher. I don't know how that bag of milk Mac Jones is going to go in the top five. Have you seen that guy, Dave? He is Chunky Allen the third, no doubt about it. Like that guy is he, he just I think how how is that guy gonna go in the NFL? He's he, he looks so out of shape with those players. I'll I'll say that, but like I think he's got good mechanics and everything. But the thing is he's gonna be playing with a wide receiver core that might be worse than what he had at Alabama. So I don't know how that catches up to him. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw this too, but Phil Sims, I'm a big Mike Florio guy, pro football talk. 
Um, Phil Sims' son, Chris Sims, is on there, and he's basically a troll. And he came out with his mock draft yesterday and had Justin Fields dropping all the way to number 32 in the NFL draft. Points bet has his draft position over under at seven and a half. What do you guys think about Justin Fields, or as I like to call him, uh, Dwayne Haskins, uh, the third? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so I think I don't know where he's going to go. I mean, I'd obviously love it if he fell to the Bears with that 32nd overall pick for that your buddy Sims thinks he's going at, but I don't think he's going to fall that far, but then you got Trey Lance too. So I think a couple of those teams up there will end up grabbing at something. I could even see the lions taking somebody like that, even though they've got golf. God, I'd pass on Lance. I look at Carson Wentz. He had a couple of good years. One double a can't make it not mentally tough. I just, I'm a big guy. If you draft someone from a quarterback from the same school and then they're really good in college two years later, it's the system. It's not the individual player. And but did you see, did you see I'd the avoid fields? I'd avoid fields. I'd avoid, um, I'd avoid Lance. I just, I just can't, I just can't do it. Oh, I think you are. Oh, clearly you are the jets future GM then because you don't want to draft either of the black guys. What are you talking about? I don't want Zach Wilson either. I think fields would you be a better fit in the New York front office. They're good. They love that. They just want to pick guys that look like them. I, you know what? I wanted Teddy Bridgewater, and they traded him away. I'm still a Sam Darnold guy. Throw money on him, ninety to one to win NFL MVP this year. That's yeah, how I saw that. That Teddy Bridgewater is going to the, uh, the Broncos now. No, so I, the, like I said, I think in the NFL draft, especially if you're in the top five, you take the best player available. That's my theory. You don't force yourself to draft a quarterback just because these other teams have like taken somebody, and you're feeling fear, peer pressure, or having FOMO, like. Take the best player. Like if you're, if you're like you're one of the five worst teams in the NFL, it's very unlikely you're going to turn around and be successful. It's like almost, it just is what it is. That's my take for better. So you, want Sewell, you would probably want like Sewell or Pitts up there. I would. Yeah. That's why yeah. I said I think Sewell's the best player in the draft. If he falls past six, it makes absolutely zero sense. That's fair. The other one, the other uh, first round yes or no pick that I love was, uh, Quinn Miners, who went to UW-Whitewater, he has a chance, if he goes in the first round, to be the first D3 guy taken in the first round in a real long time. 6'3", 320. crap. He's, he's, I don't know anything about this guy, nor our listeners. Neither do I. He's Listen. plus 300, though, to be to be taken in the first round. It could be a fun one if you just want to throw a flyer on it. Another guy that we all liked watching in the Big Ten was Rondale Moore. He's plus 130 to go in the first round. I could easily see someone just wanting a, a speedster and someone that can move around in their in their – wide receiver core. So he's plus 130 to go in the first round too. And I, I think I'm going to end up taking this Trask under 72 and a half so that he's going to go in the first two rounds. Yeah. No, like I said, it just doesn't make sense to me. He has a track record of two years of actually doing a great job at Florida. And then there's a guy like Zach Wilson who had one good year during COVID and they played Texas state like every week and he played good. I, I just don't understand it. Here we go, Denver. Here we go. All right, any, oh, just one, just one more thing, too. Just one more thing, too, before um, we just talk about how stupid the NFL draft is. I sent this to Dave like a week ago. The Philadelphia Eagles said since they couldn't meet with players individually, they were doing rock, paper, scissors contests with them to see how competitive they were. Like, why the hell does that translate into being a successful NFL football player? It's just the fact that there's a stupid head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles who hasn't played competitive football just like a assistant staff or guy, no experience whatsoever, and thinks this is a way to be competitive with like players because he's never played in NFL or D1 college football. 
it, just, it does it does feel super reminiscent of like when you're interviewing for a new job and some of the questions that you'll get asked that are just supposed to feel you out or to supposed to reveal your personality traits when all these guys being interviewed are lying out of their ass anyways who gives a shit that's what i'm saying like what are they going to do they draft a first round pick he wins rookie of the year and the coach is going to say oh yeah i knew he was going to be this good because he beat me in rock paper scissors and told me to screw go screw myself because he picked rock and i picked scissors that i knew he was a competitive guy but that's the story now. Now that's the story. So it's controlling the narrative. Yeah, but when he's a bust, when he's a bust, they're not going to say, oh, he was a great rock, paper, scissors player. They're just going to change the narrative and make it something stupid. So no, right, when, I'm that guy gets, my- when that guy gets fired, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, he remember when he said rock, paper, scissors is how I determine who I'm going to draft? Yeah. What a fucking idiot. No, like I said, that guy was what? The, yeah. Just unqualified. Just doing the same thing over and over again. The Jets and Bears. The NFL's a joke. Okay, let's go to the NHL where the Blackhawks, we've been talking about them for the past uh, 20 weeks, and it looks like they're officially dead. Merrick's going to do the autopsy for us, so uh, let's break it down. They are seven points out of fourth place. They are two games back on the two games at hand on Nashville. There's no way they climb back from this. They're They're done. Um, there's a great race going on. I, I think with, with Nashville and Dallas, uh, Dallas has two games in hand on Nashville. They're down two points. Um, they're actually my play here, uh, come Saturday though. I, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute, but Hawks, Hawks are done. Um, at this point, I would just make sure if you're Stan Bowman, you protect your high value assets, you protect your Kirby doc, your, Patrick Kane, of course, you, you protect a lot of the, the younger, talented guys you got in that lineup just to make sure nothing stupid happens, uh, I think, over the course of the next, what, the, the last seven games of the year. Right now, they're, they're an even 500, uh, 22, 22, and 5. So, um, again, finish the – honestly, finish the year ahead of Detroit. Um, you got six points on Detroit and two games in hand uh, on those guys. Finish the year above Detroit. Let's – go into the offseason, make a couple moves, and see if they can't uh, get a healthy Johnny T and, 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 a, and a decent squad together next year. But they're, they're as, as good as dead. I, honestly, I hope Malcolm Subban is on the block and he's gone after this year. That guy is awful. Some of the trash that he's let in all year. But that's I, I'm done on the Hawks. They're, they're done for the year. Just If you're Colleton, if you're, you're Bowman, be smart about how much you're playing your, your big players here at these last seven games of the year. What do we think with the playoffs? Like, how about this Minnesota team? They're playing really well right now. They're going to have a tough first-round matchup with Colorado. We think they can get out of their division and uh, give someone a run for their money. If I mean, they're they're kind of they're kind of screwed. Whoever they play, I mean, that first-round matchup is going to be an absolute battle. I, I don't think I don't think they beat either Vegas or Colorado whoever falls into that two spot plays, but I, I had them in my notes coming into this. They are sneaky. Good. I mean, 31, 13 and three on the year Kaprizov kind of cooled off for a little bit here towards the back half of the year. But then, I mean, recently he's been playing fantastic. Kevin Fiala's had a great year too. Um, I, I mean, they could, they could make a run, but I, I don't see personally, I, I don't see them beating a, that talented of a Colorado team in Vegas is an absolute wagon. 
They're going to beat. They are going to. And I promise you this weekend. They're going to beat the absolute wheels off of Arizona. They're five and one against Arizona um, on the year. Look, I think it's probably a three to two game though. Um, so I, I mean, if you're feeling risky, maybe take the under. But I love Vegas against Arizona on Saturday. There, uh, I, I mean, that record says it uh, speaks for itself. Forty-seven games into the year, they got nine more. They got seventy points. That's second best in the league uh, right now. I mean, at that, I mean, they're gonna what possibly pace for eighty uh, in a in a shortened season. So I I, I love them this weekend, boys. Um, coming out of there. The other team I really like, I mentioned that, that Dallas Nashville matchup. I love, I love Nashville here. And I'll tell you why one reason it's rest Nashville last game uh, was yesterday, Tuesday night. We're recording here on Wednesday. Uh, they don't play again until they play Dallas Saturday. Wow. And Dallas is coming off a Thursday matchup in Tampa, flying to Nashville and playing at Nashville. I they're, they're gonna they're gonna be tired. Um, Tampa's still got enough to play for, uh, aka that number one seed uh, coming out of the Central. So they're two points back. Uh, excuse me, they're a point back of Florida for that 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 second spot. Three points back on Carolina for that first spot. So that's a race for for that one seed who is gonna play probably a mediocre four seed in in the, in the first round. I love Nashville for that reason that that they're really gonna get the rest. Um, and, and look, lastly on Saturday, I'm a little iffy on this pick, uh, you know, kind of, kind of coin toss here, maybe 60, 40 that I like this, but, uh, average goals per game when, when Pittsburgh and, and Washington meet this year, uh, is 6.7. I like the over, uh, I, I mean, it's a prime time game on Saturday. I don't, I'm not. Again, I'm not 100% confident, but gun in my head. Hope you're standing behind me. Probably going to take the over in this game, boys. So, uh, we're, yeah, yeah, we're going to stay. We're, we're going to stay hot on the ice. Uh, hopefully this weekend and, and keep the train rolling. Nine and zero last nine bets. How do you think the uh, the new TV deals are going to affect the cap? Is it going to go up? A, 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 apparently. I think so. so. Is, Charles Bar- is Charles Barkley going to do N- NBA NA uh-huh. TNT? Oh, I tell you what. Come on, Ernie. Ernie, you gotta be. Oh, Kenny, Kenny, what are you doing? I think it's gonna be a fabulous day. <laughs> what do they? What do they say? It or what do they call it? The ice. Barrett Rose should have been the MVP of the league 2011. Oh my God. Well, know, also, better question. Speaking of that, like, who's gonna be the on-air talent for ESPN and Turner? Because they're gonna. There's gonna be they obvious. That one guy. He does. He used to do Steve Levy. Thing. Levy yeah. and Melrose. Those guys were good back in the day. They're gonna bring yeah, Butch back. Get elevated. I don't know, man. I think Butcher Gross is a little overrated, in my opinion. But everyone in NHL, Barry Melrose, and I oh, think the thing Barry? is with ESPN, Butcher Gross is the only one who talks about NHL, so everybody loves him. Like he found his niche, but I think there's better talent out there. Melrose and that hair, bring that, bring that fucking lettuce back on ESPN, baby. But I think I, if they bring I, that Levy guy, Levy likes doing college hockey. I think does a good job with it. Steve too. Levy, yeah. I mean, well, he's he's already got Monday Night Football too. Old check. I mean, wow, Eddie Olchek is probably going to come over from football. NBC, right? Well, I think Eddie Olchek's a full-time professional gambler at uh, Points Bet or uh, Rivers, so I don't even know if he has enough time outside. He's, one, he's one of us. 
Shout, shout out to Eddie O. He's probably um, studying some horse races right now for the Kentucky Derby. Oh, we should have gotten him in as a, as a guest today. Shoot. Should we call him? Yeah, Should get him on the phone. Get him on the horn? Yeah, next week's Kentucky Derby. Maybe we'll give him a call then. No, it's Saturday. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, the Kentucky Derby is Saturday. And I, well, I, so, do, yeah, you not, I do you not read the do you not read the do show not notes? Read the notes? I put it in there. There's two picks that I'm making right after this. I'm gonna talk a little MLB in a little bit, but the two most important things of the day, I'll just get it out of the way quick because no one probably even gives a shit about the Kentucky Derby. Two fun things to do on the Kentucky Derby. A couple years ago we did this and it actually hit and we won some money. <laughs> if you have no idea what the fuck to do, you do an exact a box of all the horses. And just hope that a long shot comes in. A couple of years ago, Country House ended up winning by disqualification. A rainstorm. A and we all ended up winning like a couple hundred bucks off of that. So that was extremely lucky. The other thing to do is you just pick a couple of the favorites and throw them in a trifecta box and see what happens. Or you just pick your horse and bet them across the board. I mean, you're going to bet them uh, like a hundred bucks to win, a hundred bucks to place, and a hundred bucks to show. You go up to the, the window and say, give me a hundred bucks across the board on whoever you like. So... Apparently the the one with the 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 craziest story is uh, Hot Rod Charlie. It's like five guys that knew each other in uh, college that just bought a horse. But Blaze is going to hate them because it's too much of a rich guy type of thing. So they're out. We can't bet them. Uh, highly motivated is clearly not for me because I am whatever the opposite of highly motivated is. Extremely lackadaisical, I guess would be it. So that one's out too. He's ten to one. Who I'm going to go with is six to one when I looked at it today. Known agenda. He drew the, uh, he's on the rail and he's got a couple of really slow horses next to him. A, a horse hasn't wanted off the rail in like 25, 30 years, apparently. So that's what we're going to go with. The one horse, known agenda. We're going to bet him to win, place, and show. Couple things about horse betting. One of the biggest issues, you can't bet him on any of the sports books in Illinois, at least for God knows what reason. You have to go onto a separate app. You have to go to TVG to get it. Also, be careful about using a credit card on there. I have drunkenly made that mistake on the Kentucky Derby when it was in September. <laughs> Won't do that again. A little extra charge from both ends on that. That was stupid. Um, so that's it for the Kentucky Derby. Other good horse that you could look at. The, the favorite is Essential Quality. And the two other the other name that you might hear around there is Rock Your World. So just go with your favorite horse. Go up to the window. Bet him across the board. Have a little fun with it. There's Kentucky Derby in under two minutes. Blaze back to uh, NHL talk. And then well, no, we're done with NHL. We're going to go to baseball. But I actually love that you're betting a horse on the rail who hasn't won in 25 or 30 years. That is totally something I would do. So I might have to bet this as well. <laughs> Six to one. Six to one is what it is. Yeah, so I'm going to load up. I'm gonna load up TVG. But if he's next or dude, we should be able to find a we should be able to find a horse, an OTB in Arizona. Just go oh, throw no some doubt. cash. Yeah, no, maybe we just dude, do that. Betting in Arizona is legal now. You might be able to download the app and do it. They like just legalized it though. Confirmed. Yeah, who knows? But um, okay, let's go to the White Sox. Uh, they sweep the Rangers and then they lose to the Tigers last night. As Merrick said, they're recording this on Wednesday. Did you watch that? What the hell, Tony Larus is doing? Did you watch the game? It's still early. Did I watch the game last night? No, I didn't. Yeah. The Tigers, the Tigers had five errors, and the White Sox still lost. They didn't score. They scored two runs when the Tigers had five fucking errors. That's almost impossible to only score two runs against a team that only has five errors. I know everyone wants to pile on Tony Larusa, which I agree. It was a shit hire, but it's not all his fault. If you can't, like, he can't go up there and hit in the clutch for him. But at the same time, he also left Giolito win way too long, and that went to absolute uh, crumbled. So that was fucked. Socks aren't clicking on all cylinders yet, but the twins absolutely stink right now. So I'm not really that worried about it. The Sox yeah, are I'm not worried about anybody else in that division. Yeah. So hopefully things not work out. Royals. 
Not even the Royals. I I, I know they look good right now uh, on paper. Royals got a good lineup. Yeah. So uh, two other things about the MLB that I wanted to bring up. One was the Dodgers and the Padres played this last weekend, and it was absolutely the most fun. That it was so much fun. Late games every night. It sucks though. Those teams have already played like ten times, and they don't play again until like forever. I don't know why they scheduled it like that. It was awesome too. There was they both sides were talking shit to each other. You had Bauer against uh, Fernando Tatis, and Tatis was giving him some shit. There was a little bit of controversy, thinking that Tatis might have been looking at the catcher to steal some signs, which isn't illegal. And a lot of guys do yeah, apparently from cares? what I've heard. Yeah. That's what I've heard. And it's like, it's just manufactured uh, outrage from the, from a bunch of boomers about that. Also have to mention that Jake DeGrom is a complete freak. His he's strikeouts, he struck out 15 guys in a complete game shutout. So he went nine innings, struck out 15 guys and his strikeouts per nine went down. He was averaging more than 15 strikeouts per nine innings going into this because he struck out 14 and seven innings the game before that and 14 and six innings the game before that. So his he struck out 15 batters in a complete game shutout and his K per nine went down. That's he how outrageous. 14 batters in six innings to get to. He's been outrageous. Prior. He's the best pitcher in baseball and it's not this? close. The Groms pitched tonight. He gave up. He pitched six innings, gave up one run, and they're, the Mets are losing one nothing in the top of the eighth right now. Blaze, I my told favorite. you at the beginning of the season. You, know the Mets you guys are, are Jake the You guys are Jake DeGrom. I'm the Mets offensive batting with my soccer picks that aren't cashing that we tweet out. That's true. Week. Right. You're just like you're 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 hamstringing the podcast a perfect record. My favorite Jake DeGrom story is a couple years ago, uh, he was on my fantasy team, so I was betting them the first five unders every single game, and it was like he won it went like under in like 24 of his 30 starts. It was outrageous. But one of the games was at Wrigley Field. And there was uh, in the by the seventh inning, the score was one to nothing Mets. And the only run that was scored was a Jake DeGrom home run. It was fucking ridiculous. Like he he also has is is like six for 11. I don't know what he did tonight, but his batting average is like over 500. He's obviously just like hitting little slap hits, but he's got an over 500 batting average and they still can't give him any run support. It is laugh exactly. out loud funny. And he's the only reason that Corbin Burns probably won't win the Cy Young is because Jake, Jake Graham just too good. Hey, can I ask you a quick question? You brought, I mean, is that high of a batting average? At what point does the National League incorporate the DH? Next year. I hope they never do it, but it's going to happen believe, next year. It's it's, I know. it's. I'm with Dave. I can't believe they did it, but the fact that they're doing double headers in seven innings again is just absolutely ridiculous. What? I'm not an old school boomer sooner guy, but like, how soft have we gotten? Makes no sense whatsoever. I agree. I agree. Well, with the double headers for seven innings. Yeah. I think we might go back to normal after this year. Well, it depends on what the players' union wants to give up, but there's almost certainly going to be. Uh, labor dispute next year. I don't think we'll have baseball for the at least the start of the season. Well, that's funny because not a lot of people are going to care. Um, okay. Oh, burn! So um, we're going to talk about – I got a couple. I'm going to throw out two golf futures this week that I just like, one in the European Tour and then one on the PGA. I'm going Lori Cantor. We're playing at a resort course in Spain this year and this week again. This guy Cantor goes low. And resort courses all the time. I think he's going to go like twenty-five to thirty under this weekend. He's going to win. I got Same. him three to one Same. earlier this week. He's down to twenty-nine. And then I'm going to go back to the well for PGA. We're going to Copperhead. It's in Florida. It's actually a really difficult course. Paul Casey won there in uh, 2019, and he won with a final score of eight under. 
Um, it's super narrow fairway. So basically you like any long bombers, it's going to be tough. So I'd fade DJ if you're a golf better this weekend, but I love one guy and he came in second a couple weeks ago, Emiliano Grillo from Argentina. He's great off the tee. He's great off the irons. He's a horrible putter, but these greens are not difficult at all. So I think he's going to break through. You can get him from 50 to one on a points bet. So that's my, uh, Blazes golf corner talk for the week. So the last thing we got before we get to a weather in a couple of places, we have F1 and one more thing from uh, Davey Dryheat. So Davey Dryheat, you go first. That was the only other thing that I had was I wanted to make sure that we were going to talk about F1 this weekend because that, there's a race on Sunday. There is. It's in Portugal. Team Ferrari. Team so Ferrari. you like Team Ferrari. The favorites are still, it's going to be a, a shocker to everybody, but it's Max Verstappen plus 130 and Lewis Hamilton plus 160. I think the play this week, we had Max Verstappen in the last one. He's still our guy, but I think we're going to go to the other side this time and go with Lewis Hamilton. The way that he came from the middle of the pack after the restart last game. That was absolutely insane. was crazy. <laughs> so I'm, I think you just go with the hot hand again with this. We'll double check with Mullen because he's our eyeballs on the ground still. Um, but I watched most of that race and Lewis Hamilton pretty much if he didn't go into the gravel bef- before that big restart with the, the Botas crash, he would have been right on Max's heels. And then Max it, it ended up being a laugher because Lewis Hamilton was so far back. But I really like Hamilton this weekend. Uh, I like Hamilton, too. Last time they they didn't race here last year, I believe. Uh, but the year prior, Hamilton beat Verstappen, Verstappen finished third. Uh, about 34 seconds behind Hamilton, uh, and not to mention, oh gosh, who was it that was driving for uh, Red Bull at the time? Finished uh, in P12. So I, I like team. I, if you're looking at a team bet, I'd obviously take Team Mercedes. I, I, Dave, I'm with you though. I, I like I Hamilton would. here. They he's got he's got a uh, a good history at this track uh, of winning. So. It's a different car this year, though. Like, if basically, too, if Max Verstappen wins this one, he's clearly like got just got the Red Bull's got the fastest car. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that's I think that was a thing once you saw with the restart that Ferrari was in second and fourth place, and those guys didn't even uh, get the podium. I think once the restart happened, and Hamilton and a couple other cars caught up from them. So uh, yeah, I think it'd be Red Bull and Mercedes is the way to go. Um, interesting enough at this course that Merrick just mentioned, uh, Verstappen's minus 120 to win the uh, qualifier and Hamilton's plus 170. Does that look appealing with Hamilton? I'd take it. Yeah, I'm going to bet I'm gonna bet Hamilton to win. That's going to be my bet. The official bets, I'll, I'll recap my official bets. I'm going to bet Trask to go before the second round or sooner. I'm going to bet Quinn Miners to go in the first round at plus 300. I am going to bet known agenda across the board. He's the one horse, and I'm going to bet Lewis Hamilton plus 160. Oh yeah, the NFL draft is at 6 p.m. tomorrow, so we'll treat out we'll tweet out our NFL draft picks for you all then. Um, that's really all we got. Uh, Merrick, give us the Scottsdale, Arizona weather. I know you boys have been looking forward to this for a long time. I mean, let's, let's, let's start off with a few things. One, nothing but sun. Um, 95 degrees, I think, on average. We got about four rounds of golf planned. Sun the entire time. Heard the pollen count's been pretty high, though, so going to be <laughs> packing the Claritin for sure uh, for the trip out there. But, uh, yeah, expecting a great time. I mean, uh, shout out our boy uh, Patson. Gonna gonna get you married eventually, buddy. But 
looking forward to celebrating with the boys this weekend uh, and, and get her going. We, we trimmed up the top. We trimmed up the bottom where hedges are clear. We're ready to rock. I'm clean. ready to go. It'll be, it should be a good, t- good week. Clean. Mint. Clean. <laughs> this is deadly. Hey, talk about sunglasses. We're going to need the extra dark tint on that, especially if we're at the Maya Day Club come uh, Saturday or Sunday. No, I don't care who sees me looking at him. We're having a good time. <laughs> we're, meet, we're making friends. Let's go. We've been cooped up for so long. We're going to be poolside at a real pool with other people there for the first time in basically two years because we couldn't do it all last year. It's going to be like the first time in 20 months that I've had my shirt off in front of people that don't know me. Not a big deal. Probably. uh, Again, I mean, you said you trimmed up the top, trimmed up the bottom. So sure, it's going to be looking uh, A plus material by the time we go tarps off. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, lot of, a lot of other things that I could say, some other things that I've got out there that I'm going to be betting on with you personally, but we're we're going to keep this out because you would have cut this anyways and you would have yelled at me. Yeah, nobody cares about your guys' golf bets. You can just talk no, about No, it's not even golf bets. I was going to be a dick about stuff, but instead I'm going to let her be. Okay, we can talk about that next week maybe. Uh, so I'll take over with the South Bend, Indiana weather. Merrick trying to one-up me because he's a freaking old man talking about the goddamn pollen count. Jesus Christ. But um, Saturday, high of 78 degrees, low of 59, clouds all over the sky. You will not see the sunshine in South Bend on Saturday. And boys, students, grad assistants, student managers, director of operations for the Notre Dame football program, 22-mile-an-hour winds. So do not go higher than two stories on your scaffolding if you are taping college football practice. That is my warning to you because Brian Kelly will not let you know. Can I just add to get it on the record that it is outrageous that some of the things that I say get cut because they're too controversial. And this is like, this is a constant part. Like we're just going to pick on like one tragic thing and just remind this, these people as if we're like, Oh, who's going to listen to this? Like, come on, blaze. You're not no, going to get elected for other reasons. It's the hypocrisy of a, of Notre Dame football that they You're speak. doing it in honor, in honor of this. this yes. They speak the with religion. Memory, yeah. Say that they care about you. You'll be a better man. And they basically covered up this kid dying from a scaffolding incident. He shouldn't even have been up there. And somehow Brian Kelly gets zero liability. And this poor family is just stuck with a dead kid who basically worked 40 hours a week while being a full-time student for the Notre Dame football program. True story. You never want to be, you never want to be stuck with a dead kid. That's a bad spot to be in. Well, boys, hopefully uh, no one's getting injured this weekend in South Bend. uh, Even if they're off scaffolding or not. So uh, boys, Great to get together again this week. We got a lot of great action. We've been red hot. At least two of us have been. Hey, uh, Merrick, don't be don't be running in flip flops this weekend. I'm not taking no you to the shit. fucking I'm hospital. I'm leaving my fucking home. I'm, I'm not taking home. you to the fucking hospital. I'm leaving them at home. Wrist is like ninety percent. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. We're gonna have a great weekend. We're gonna win a bunch of bets. We're gonna watch the derby. Uh, boys, right? It's Saturday, right? Yeah, I thought it was next. It was exactly. We got F. We got F one on Sunday. We got a a full slate. No way in hell you boys are going to be up Saturday or Sunday morning for that F one race. I mean, I I have to be. Might not go to sleep. Don't know. I have to Um, be. I'm gonna. I'm flying back. Confirmed. All right, boys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in uh, to our listeners. Uh, Appreciate you guys as always. Catch everybody next week. Hopefully, we're uh, we make it back on one piece. Enjoy your trip. See you, boys.